Okay, are we recording? Yep. Well, hello and welcome to the Guernsey Gigs Lock Task. Lock Pass? Lock Cask. Oh, you Who screwed knows? it up already, Greg. Come on. Oh, you screwed it up. Okay. Yeah, but I like that, though. It's got a natural feel to it. Keep every, going, Greg. Every time. Every single time. Doesn't matter. You don't even need to be in the room. So, <laughs> welcome to the Guernsey Gigs Podcast with myself, Gregory Harrison, Graham Jordan, and Elliot Marius. We are Hello. at home at the moment, trying to do this via Skype, um, and we're going to see how it works. Um, so, this is the first one. How is everybody? All good. Well, I'm good. Yeah, um, yeah I just want to make it clear to, to the listeners that we're not all still in the same home, phoning each other from different rooms on Skype. We are in separate homes, uh, phoning from our respective homes. It'd be nice if we all did live together, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think we, it would we'd be. have good fun. We would have a lot of podcasting. <laughs> yeah, I feel uh, like we'd get a few more of these than the normal. <laughs> I'm surprised that it has taken us this long to do another podcast, because let's face it, it's been quite some time since the last one. Should we just blame all on yes. quarantine? <laughs> Even though it hasn't been going on that long. <laughs> well, I know, I know some people that have been practicing this lockdown for quite some time. I think any teenager has been uh, practicing social distancing uh, for a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, um, Greg, you, you obviously work in a, a venue, uh, one of Guernsey's biggest venues, St James Concert Hall. How's it been for you then, this whole quarantine? What I mean, like, when did you go into lockdown? When, when did you have to close your doors and what have you been doing since? Uh, I think it's been, it's difficult to tell, but I think it's been three weeks now. Um, so we managed, unlike some venues, we actually managed to stay open for an extra week or so uh because we have the states coming in to use the main hall for some of their meetings uh so we actually managed to get a, a bit more work in just before having to close down but we had to announce really early i mean we were cancelling gigs for the last I think, end of yeah last month or so we had to make the judgment call pretty quickly um, so that was a bit of a shock, really, because it all went in like a week. You're sort of thinking, oh, maybe we'll be able to have some kind of event going on or we can push it down to sort of smaller, smaller events or, or yeah. that, you know, it, it kind of escalated quite like, quickly, didn't it? It's so fast. And you, like one decision was made the, the week before we had to cancel a classical show because the demographic was sort of... <laughs> Elderly people, all in a room, you know, a lot of them are sort of 50 plus, 200 odd people in the room. And it's like, well, this is suddenly a risk. And we had like talking to health experts and and things. And that was the first thing that had to be cancelled in the matter of sort of a day. And then I remember going in on the Monday and it was this whole debate with the whether we could accommodate states, what other things we're going to have to cancel. And pretty much first day every hour every hour and a half there was something different so i'd start setting up for one thing and then suddenly they would cancel but then we'd have to set up for something else so i'd start setting something <laughs> up for them and it just kind of changed and over the week you just never knew what was going to happen and you're trying to you're hoping that 
something can happen until you really realize that no this is going to be going for a little a long time really and that you know it's always this horrible bit where you have to let staff go and and you have to cancel events and you think god how long is like is this is we're actually having to go on lockdown like what are we going to do we spent all year trying to build up the people coming to St. James and stuff as well. So we were sort of, this was meant to be the year, you know, we pushed it even further. <laughs> and I think we've had about, well, we managed to get Sound Festival in and then it's, yeah. it's been a drop since there. So um, we'll see. It's going to be tough, but um, hopefully we'll endure it. The, I, I remember I early on in the lockdown, well, before lockdown properly started, there was talk of uh, doing live streaming events from, from there. But obviously now it's a lot more tighter restrictions than that. But um, yeah, we did have chats about doing a, a sort of live stream room where we could put on gigs and stuff. But yeah, I mean, everyone was just trying to find some kind of way of of keeping something going. I suppose it's yeah. the, the restrictions got tighter, and you don't know what you could do. And then it was just all all going. I, I think that was what to me that was one of the uh, most obvious and kind of heartwarming um, aspects of when we went into lockdown. It was it was kind of heartwarming to see. I mean, I'm talking specifically for like the Guernsey gig scene. It was heartwarming to see how much effort uh, the local gigging community were were trying to put in to adapt uh, and survive into this they were really trying to seek out different ways of doing things just kind of demonstrated by what you were saying greg about you were cancelling something but setting something else up and then having to cancel that and setting something else up i know that one of the local pubs who host gigs a lot they were they were really trying to keep things going as much as possible um so it's it's quite heartwarming to see how people uh, it really strove to 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 try and um, and they keep, really keep, keep something going, but and then and, and also the 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 really striking thing is the human beings' ability to adapt. I think that's really shining through as well. How people have found new ways of doing things and really tried to rise to the challenge without waxing too lyrical about it. I'm sure we'll we'll touch on it before and I know that people have spoken about it a lot before, but how the human spirit has kind of shone through in trying to adapt. Well um, I, I mean a good example of that is currently what's on right now is the the upload yeah. festival. Exactly, yeah. Which uh, I've been tuning into um sticking on the T V in the background, which has been really cool to to see people Sort of in their own little living rooms playing music to each other it's quite nice it's really nice isn't it and and all all um all power and kudos to the organizers and for the participants in putting that forward i think it's very much an alien thing for punters to watch a gig through so it did strike me today that, that maybe covid was actually invented by um uh, bedroom-based guitar-playing musicians. <laughs> yeah, because there's a whole bunch of people on there that I've never seen before I, as well. That uh, I, was like... I haven't, I haven't seen any drummers doing a drum solo. Weatherman, <laughs> <laughs> is that the only? What? Wasn't it the BBC Weatherman who did um, uh, the outro with on the drums? That's the only. Oh yeah. Only drum... <laughs> Yeah, that's right. that was hilarious. Did, did you notice really on the good. clip he had the windows wide open as well? I was like, that is a 
That's a bad neighbour right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone knows that the BBC employees get paid loads of money, so it's got a massive house probably in big grounds. It doesn't care about neighbours. <laughs> It's, so how about you, Elliot? How's um, how's the lockdown affected you? Well, um, uh, it, it literally started the weekend that I was supposed to go to Brighton to go watch a band. Um, and I had to cancel my holiday plans. Absolutely gutted. Um, yeah, I was, I was going to go watch Andy Scherf, uh in Brighton. And uh, yeah, he, he moved the gig to next year, I think. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then the um, all the flights got cancelled and stuff. So, yeah, just yeah. it was just no way. That, that was so, just not. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so many gigs to be that got cancelled. I mean, that's like I was just looked at the date today, and it's gone so fast anyway as well. This lockdown, to be fair, but yeah. this is the day that we should have been returning from our tour as well. And it's really? like all of that really? work that goes in. Yeah. And everyone, yeah. everyone was saying, "Oh, we're going to go and see this and that." It's like, oh man. We'll have to cancel the big ones, but maybe the small gigs will keep going and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, no. <laughs> it just got more and more extreme, didn't it? Yeah, it's more and more extreme, and people don't really know when they can when they can start gigging again or whether it's even possible. I mean, most of the big big acts, for sure, from what I get back or, or what I see, it's originally it was like, oh, we'll be able to do some stuff in the summer and then people will still get back on tour in the winter and everything that I'm seeing at the moment is just people really giving up putting on any major events all year and they're thinking about starting 2021, hopefully we'll be able to get back into it, but yeah. it's a hit and we're looking at like a, a year's hit really Yeah, I'm, I'm getting people that have booked their weddings uh, with me, like doing photography and stuff like that for their weddings, so um, everyone's cancelling theirs and, and moving it back. So it's not even like big gigs; it's small, you know, weddings and things. That are, yeah. you know, everyone's really uh, not sure what's going to happen. So it's interesting times. Um, I've got one issue to um, to raise with Greg earlier. He was saying about how St James were adapting, and um, he said there was a classical concert which was uh, mainly going to be, I think he described a vulnerable age group, and he said the 50-somethings. Um, so is he... I would like to ask you, are you implying that people that are 50 are elderly and in the high risk group? Well, I, I didn't want to, I, I didn't, it was, it was sort of more 50 plus. I was thinking of an even older bracket, but I, mm. I didn't mm. want to yes. say, there are, there are mm. yeah, still go to classical music. Mm. And they should. Mm. Yeah, nice. Music. Nice backtracking. <laughs> I'm only pulling your leg. It's it's, it's 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 harder to do leg pulling when you're just on the phone, really, isn't it? It's mm. kind of much oh, easier to do it. Can I ask if we're all still naked? It's, <laughs> it's a vital part of this podcast. You can't podcast in clothes. No, you just can't. It's, no. it's, it's not achievable. Of your own home. It's not the done thing, is it? <laughs> no. So, Elliot, how about, I mean, you, you were saying about, about that you were going to go and watch a gig as a punter, but, I mean... Um, how about how how did it affect you as sort of um, for the Guernsey gigs point of view and and from your own from your own band point of view did you have to cancel things or I mean fairly early on I put a, a banner up on the Guernsey gigs page and kind of uh, said don't go to any gigs if you can help it um, so I kind of put that in, in 
in place as, as soon as possible. Um, and then, yeah, from a band perspective, like we haven't. Uh, I've been doing a lot of writing at home. I've, I've written a couple of songs and stuff and played around with some things. But um, yeah, it's obviously put a complete halt to practices and, and any sort of uh, collaborations stuff. I've, I've been sent a couple of um, songs to mix and things. So at least I've been doing some sort of musical creative stuff, but it's, it's a lot more solo than it, than it previously was. Yeah. It's difficult for a bass player. <laughs> yes yeah no i feel your pain um yeah I, there's I'm, I'm sure i'm not the only one but there's been i i've found a great scrabbling around of trying to get leads off uh, off the internet doing online shopping so i can kind of record music at home because uh, i wasn't set up for this at all and then suddenly i'm kind of looking looking at my laptop and thinking okay what can you do what what software have you got on there uh, <laughs> i can i can dip into um, so I'm lucky enough to have a thing called GarageBand, which yeah. I'm sure some some people know. Um, and I've just worked out how to use that kind of. Um, but I'm sure there's lots of people out there who are struggling with uh, uh, coping with this new way of doing gigs or playing music. It's it's all very odd. See how much the um, the uh, the increase in sales in in. Um recording software and also uh, <laughs> interfaces has been in the last I've seen so many promotions it. for like uh, plugins, lockdown bundle plugins and stuff like that <laughs> popping up on my Facebook <laughs> Good post office going oh it's another MIDI interface lead, oh my god <laughs> It's really a necessity <laughs> <laughs> Yes it is all the musicians sat at home tearing their hair out going, yes, I need it. <laughs> I don't care about sausages. Give me leads. <laughs> I rarely work from, um, I think working from home is more on the computer. It'll be a few hours in the evening or everything, but not sort of full days. And it's only till you do work at home that you realize that the dining room chairs that you bought that look nice are actually the most uncomfortable <laughs> thing I've sat on in my life. Eight hours, you just can't can't take it any longer. You got to work from no, the sofa. You got to work from the sofa. Yeah, I, I I managed to make myself a little setup here in the back room, which has been quite nice to kind of get away because obviously Mimi, my partner's working from home in the other room as well. Um, and I know a lot of couples are, are doing that at the moment. I spoke to... Um, what, locking themselves in separate rooms? <laughs> <laughs> I spoke Maybe to Stretchy the other day, um, Flexagon Stretchy, and he it was quite interesting working on on some of his music and his producing side, and he was saying how he can only really work on his... Um, Psy-trancey type stuff in the week because at least his partner doesn't mind if there's no lyrics going on and he can work <laughs> in his background. But as soon as someone's singing lyrics, it's really difficult to concentrate on her work. So, yeah. so it's just psy-trance during the week. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why he's been doing so many live streams. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. I like that. You make psy-trance during the week and then you play it at weekends. It's like a <laughs> It's like a job, isn't it? A side trance, full-on lifestyle. <laughs> but I mean, he's a good example of a local musician who's really uh, adapted very quickly to this. And uh, in some ways, I suppose, 
some people might say it's kind of easier for him because he's he's electronically based by and large um he's got a good setup uh, and he he's incredibly diverse as well he does do a wide range of stuff um mm. so but he has adapted this really well i think it's the bands the bands that would normally meet in rooms bunkers whatever yeah. sort of around that have been probably feeling feeling it a lot more uh, all, and all not the being not being able to move air. I mean, yeah. like you, Elliot, I've been watching the Upload Festival, and it's it's a really great thing, but it's not loud. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's loud if you turn up your your system, but it's not the same as going to a gig. And actually, that's one of the questions that I wanted to ask you guys. It's about um, have we kind of noticed then this lack of real connections with people? I mean we're all in our rooms and stuff occasionally going out to shop and stuff we know that going to gigs and gigging generally you get a connection from people both from the audience to the stage and from the stage to the audience it's quite significant really isn't it when you don't have that you really notice it mm. i'm hoping that that i really hope that people do miss it and want to go back and really understand why they're missing it from coming away so that when they return almost it's it's given them even more motivation to go out and go to live events and discover new stuff and not really um you know it doesn't matter as long as they're going to go and see something and they connect with other people and it gives people a real boost i mean it, for me it's i'm a little bit worried that it will go one of two ways and one is that people will become even stay inside even more or be used to being inside even more or they'll end up um they'll end up really going out but maybe that's that's just for me maybe it's a selfish perspective being um in the entertainment industry where i need people to be going out and in like hospitality where you need people to be going out to in order to um to live um so I am, I am, I'm intrigued how it's going to happen, how, which way it's going to go, really. Mm. Um, and I, I, I wonder about people's attitudes towards well, it as well, whether they'll be worried about be, gathering in large crowds as well for a, a while. Yeah, definitely. I think until next year, there's going to be a lot of worry from a lot of people. And it's, I, maybe it's a good, maybe it's a bad thing. I think, if it's bigger crowds, then maybe the people that do want to go out will go to smaller events, venues, and it's a good opportunity for new upcoming bands or smaller bands or local bands and things like that to be to be at the forefront because, mm. you know, first of all, they're more affordable, um, and the industry has taken a huge hit already. Yeah, um, people will be sourcing, and they can't they can't have people coming in from all over the place as well. So we're really going to have to rely to keep the industry going on these on these local um, and smaller bands and there could be a really good opportunity for them to sort of... Yeah. Um, I, I imagine it really will be the last thing that returns to normal though, won't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think that they're going to... I mean, what they're saying from the last announcement was that it'll be things like uh, travel that will be the last thing that will be lifted, the ban on travel, people coming in from outside. So I think that, I think that we will be getting local gigs happening before they left the travel van um yeah what's going to be interesting about it's quite amusing it's quite funny to think about 
would you want to be the band that puts on a, the first gig that people can go to? Because no one's going to be listening to you. People are going to be coming to the gig and then just catching up with everyone. <laughs> Depends how loud the band is. <laughs> everyone's going to be chatting, aren't they? You know, the band's been playing full on, really loud, and everyone's going to be shouting conversation at each other. <laughs> That's what it's about as well. That's what it is about as well. I, I, I get, you know, you're there to listen to music, everything like that as well, but I, I don't like the bash too much. When people are there having a good time, catching up, it's all about that. Yeah, part of it is all about that as well, being part of the community. Yeah, but uh, imagine the conversations people will be having. Be like, oh yeah, uh, so what have you been up to? Nothing, sitting eating Doritos <laughs> in my bedroom. You know, it's going to be like absolutely nothing to talk about. So they they might just want to go and have a party and listen to music. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, they might just stand around talking about how they've burnt their ham. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? One thing that I, I thought of the other day is because of the live streaming and the way that, I mean, people will have already got a lot better at it, I think, during this time. And, and, and also, it may be becoming more of a norm to be able to watch something from home. Do you think that a lot of new gigs will, it will almost become a regular or sort of the norm to have it broadcasted at the same time as people are playing I, I kind of hope so opportunity to do that yeah I think it'd be, it'd be pretty cool if they could because then you can reach an audience outside of the island I mean so, something that I'd, I'd been talking to our band a lot about is uh, setting up a live stream 360 camera in our bunker so that every week that we do band practices because most of our audience is not on the island and it'd be cool to be able to reach them and actually put on a, a gig every every time we went and did a band practice. So I think hopefully now people are getting more and more used to the idea that might become more of a reality. So do you think there'll be more gigs and less because not only will there be live gigs that people can go to, well, we hope as soon as possible, but there'll also be these, these live stream gigs that people can tune into. Mm. I think it certainly will have... Um it would have increased people's ability to be able to do it. So for instance, um, the Upload Festival will have been a sharp learning curve for a lot of musicians who are grappling with the technology. I mean, I've, I, I, I haven't been an avid viewer, but I've seen enough of it to know that a lot of people are saying, oh, I apologize for the technology, a few glitches, all this kind of stuff. But So I think that people are gonna have learned a lot through this about how to handle the technology think people will have equipped themselves more to be able to do this as well so their confidence level is going to be increased so yeah i i, I like the idea of yours elliot i think that um it's relatively easy to set up or it's certainly easier yeah, it, it is to, it's not impossible uh, to set up I, I i i was hoping it was something that sort of going to gigs might do as a standard in, in future is to sort of um pick gigs and then ask the uh, ask the artist if they want it, it it to be streamed in some ways or recorded or you know I know we've talked about that idea before um, but I think that this uh, situation uh, of the coronavirus and, and lockdown certainly increased our ability and our confidence to be able to work in different ways mm. Mm. I have this thought of um, if I suppose everyone's getting closer to the to live streaming. You could imagine sort of 
a screen being up at one of the festivals or say Vale Earth Fair, one of our festivals where we have all of the live bands happening but during the day there's there's a screen up there and, and people from all over the world can play at the festival without even having to be at the festival with a live with like a big screen and speakers next to it and streaming in <laughs> <laughs> that could be quite interesting festival on the live stream stage and whether people will kind of start having that you can you can officially say you've played at glastonbury's live streaming stage <laughs> <laughs> like where will it go is, is it bringing the world closer together or, or, or it's been a, it's a very weird one from an advertising point of view is it's like trying to show yourself as a band because there's so much content so everyone's on social media all the time and it's the reaction that you're that definitely i feel that people are getting from stuff that you put out uh, whether it's advertising a release or whether it's advertising what's coming up or, or things like that is people don't automatically like or share or things like that it takes a lot more time but it's over the full day it's kind of there used to be these pinpoints where you can drop stuff that you try and want to show the world like in the evening it's a prime time on a monday or something like that to post but actually at the moment it just seems to be this this i mean facebook is crazy. the amount of content going out all the time is absolutely ridiculous yeah. <laughs> everyone's at home, sat at home making it though aren't they it's, um, it's quite interesting because there's i don't know if you guys know the band karungbin uh but the way before uh, any of this even started they like one of the reasons they became quite famous is because every friday they would set up Karungbin TV and they would live stream their band practices and take song requests and interact with their audience and stuff like that and that actually built like a big following for them because they made it a regular thing um, mm. and it's quite a nice way of actually building your audience as well uh, across the world rather than just in your local music scene and that does seem to be the key, doesn't it? I think when you're uh, when you're using live streaming as a as a a platform to put out your music, it can feel very clinical and isolating. You feel a yeah. bit like you're you're in a booth of a recording studio, uh, you know, without your bandmates, sort of thing. And you're just in this little pod. Uh, you're not really re reaching people. You you may be seeing little likes and love hearts and the odd comment coming through on a live stream, but it doesn't actually beat actually having somebody in the room. However, your example was that it really worked for that band because they they established it as a norm and their fan base could interact with the band. So if you yeah, can get it's... people to interact and connect, that's the key, I think. I, I think. I think it was that on top of gigging and doing the live stuff where, you know, they, they had that you know normal avenue of promotion but this was just an extra way to reach further beyond the the physical limits of where they could gig yeah yeah that's a really good point what's the um what's the last gig that you both went to go and see before we locked down i went to the um uh the sneak away at the library the bad earth fair one Oh, what was that like? It was really cool. It was weird because they were disinfecting all the beers before they handed them out and stuff. And, <laughs> and, mm, and everyone was sat kind of like quite separate from each other. And it was a little bit, everyone was a little bit on edge. But uh, it was it was really nice. Like, uh, you know, um, there's lots of poetry and then a few solo acts and stuff. And very chilled out atmosphere. The, the library's a really interesting place to have a gig as well. It's a beautiful building, isn't it? Really nice building. 
Mm, yeah. I'm very impressed with the Gilor Lay Library generally. I think um, I think we need to support our local libraries. I think they're a great resource. Uh, but not right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't well, go to your library right now. Out, maybe we should <laughs> all place, stand, stand outside of Bus 2 and applaud them. Quite a long time. Then I think a library is, is definitely the place. How about you, Greg? What was your last gig? I am trying to remember, to be fair. I think it was pretty much the sound festival. Is that right? It feels. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was yeah, only that was mine. Though, but it also feels like it was months at the moment. I've lost complete track of time. <laughs> I'm assuming that you were working that gig. Yeah, working. Both playing and, um, and working the bar, maybe. Yeah, bit of bit of both, bit of both. It was good. It was um, it was a good day. It was a really good day, actually. Was there anyone that you saw that was your standout? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a difficult one because when I'm working and playing, it's difficult to actually enjoy some of the acts. Um, there's moments you get these really great moments, and you get to enjoy just for a few seconds, but your mind's always kind of constant on what's happening. Um, and then you kind of got to get yourself into the, out of the work mode and into the gigging mode. That's really difficult. So I, I have to take myself away from the shows itself. So I do feel like sometimes I miss out. It's that, mm. it's that constant thing of um, when you work in a venue, everyone thinks you must see like all the most amazing shows and 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 you say yeah it's it, you get to meet a lot of lovely people but a lot of the time you, you miss out on the shows really <laughs> because you're you're running around for the next thing and and it's worth it for the the moments that are like just genuinely gem moments but um it's a difficult one to follow everything that's going on i think it's just nice being around the atmosphere and it yeah nice atmosphere. i guess it's um i guess it's it's that old thing about being mindful of each moment. If you've not got any other responsibilities and you're in a gig, you can focus 100% on, on the artist and the music that's coming out. But if you're manning a bar or you're thinking about what your set's going to be or how you're going to play, then you're distracted and you're not going to be able to notice the artist as much. You're there and you're hearing it, but you're not paying much attention to it. Mm. There is something to say for like playing early on in the day when you um, um, when you are at some of these events though, because you can play, get it out of the way. It's nice you've done your part, and then you you get to enjoy it. I think the later you play, the 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 um, the less not the, I wouldn't say the less you enjoy it. I'd say just the more you're constantly thinking about what's next and, and what you have to do and your part to make sure that you're doing the right show. Um, yeah. What you mean is, is you have to wait until he can get drunk. <laughs> yeah, we, we were both thinking that, weren't we? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and in my case, behind the bar, it's not very often. But <laughs> I have to wait till I can like hand it over to someone else, which is quite nice. And then, and then I can have a drink. That's that's the best bit. Is once I've handed it over to one of those bar staff and like you're in charge now. This is your problem now. <laughs> so I um I had a quick look just before we started recording uh, the podcast. Um, 
at uh, like the gig scene. Like, I noticed that the ukuleles are supposed to be having a, a concert on the 25th of April. I wonder if that's going to go ahead. What do you think? I I don't <laughs> be going ahead at all. Um, <laughs> as much as it would have been lovely, because we followed as well what they were doing, and they had these amazing ideas for their for their show and hopefully I think everything's being postponed. Everyone's putting back and they've got a bit more time to work on stuff. But um it's such a shame because it's not just them, but there's so many other gigs that I I was looking at. The ukuleles one with the cosmic tea party and there was like um Penelope I was coming up and I mean there's loads of things. Everyone's had to cancel the all these amazing events. Um so it's 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 frustrating but also you know hopefully it will just come back tenfold yeah yeah i hope so yeah i, I wonder i wonder how it's going to all come back i think it's what's going to be the big stop really is how many how many venues manage to survive this and how many pubs and oh, I mean, how everyone's going to survive this i think there's, there's so many people out of work at the moment it's absolutely insane mm-hmm. I think that'll be a, a big, big um, shift anyway in the way people people can go out and, and and enjoy themselves. And there's definitely been a strain on venues over the last few years. And I think there's been a lot of work put into them and strain on musicians and, and pubs and things in general. Um, but um, this will this will put everyone to the test. Um, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about what you said earlier about how this it will be an opportunity when when the lockdown restrictions ease to the point that we're able to go out. It, it'll be a bit of an opportunity for uh, the gig going public to kind of uh, come out in arms, really, in some ways, or, or to support their scene mm. um, tenfold and show that appreciation. Because I, I think you're right. I mean, yeah, a lot of people are... Uh, experiencing hardship through unemployment and businesses, and particularly, I, I think particularly some of the venues. Some, I mean, this is going to gig, so we need to talk about uh, the the local scene. So, there are venues out there that are pretty much solely about being a music venue. I'm thinking of one in particular, that's the Fermain. Who, I mean, they've got a pub to the side, but but. Uh, the largest part of their footprint is is a live music venue and I'm sure they struggle to make ends meet because it's out of town people don't like traveling yeah um, it, it's it, you know it's going to be tricky so it'd be really nice to see the gig going public really rallying around when restrictions lift and actually going to gigs that are kind of put on and really supporting the scene I think that'd be good the alternative is that we need to find uh, an elderly gentleman, possibly from the armed services, who is willing to walk a uh, hundred steps and raise money for the local gig scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, major uh, bomb or something. Like, like uh, you were saying, that the last thing that will be lifted is the is the travel. So people will have to, if they want to go see a gig, go to a local gig. So I guess that's one benefit. That's true. Yeah. Uh, it, it, Greg, do you know, I mean, I don't know if you can say, but was there many off-island artists that you had to cancel for, for St. James? Yeah, there's been there's been quite a few. Um, and a lot of them, I think everyone, because it's, it's hit the UK and, and everywhere else the same way, so um, 
I mean, even talking to booking agents and stuff, a lot of them have been, uh, you can't even email them at the moment, to be fair. A lot of them have been put aside and, and I think everyone's just locked pretty much locked down everything, turned off all the units, all the fridges to save every penny they've got. And and there will be, you could tell with the bigger artists, they'll cancel earlier because it takes so much time to prepare and the, the, it's a lot more money. And then it's smaller artists stop. So it will definitely till the end of the year, I don't think there'll be huge amounts of off-island. I mean, it will really rely on, on the local scene everywhere. I don't think that even, traveling around the UK or touring so much unless it's really small um, shows there'll be many bands doing it at all until mm. next year I think people have just pretty much put everything on hold but it's also all these artists who live just solely off their music as well it's, it's going to be so so tough for them and and some of them will probably have to go back to work and so there's artists who work um, who are going to have to keep the music seen live to a certain extent I think did you see um, Bandcamp did a, a, a day where they took no profits and gave all their 100% of revenue to the artists which was great it was really yeah. really good but annoyingly uh, we released the pre-sales of our album the day afterwards <laughs> <laughs> so okay. well, okay. yeah, yeah we, we completely missed out on that one <laughs> darn it yeah, there's a lot of you can support. But there's a lot of um, I was seeing some live streaming people that you can like pay, and they're they're helping. They're doing gigs for venues, but they're doing it themselves in their living room as well. And there's a lot of people. I think that there'll be. What do you guys think about um, like bands playing for free on their first show to help the venues survive? And is that is that right or should? it really be rely on the public themselves to come in and play and, and help the bands and help the venue at the same time or I, I think everyone is going to be strapped for cash when when everyone's allowed out because you know so many people have had their hours cut and like their their jobs have been canned and stuff like that so I think um, I think there's it's going to be difficult for people to support anyone and, and putting on happy hours that will hopefully draw people in and, and everyone kind of bands together a bit or i think it's the same answer to the question about charity gigs really some some bands will do charity gigs because they either support the charity or they uh, just love playing or they want the exposure um and some bands just won't because it's there's the principle of the thing maybe they've done a lot of charity gigs in 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 the past and they from an economic point of view they can't afford to play um cheap gigs uh, i think um i think that we're lucky in guernsey though aren't we because we do have a small community that does seem to be responsive does seem to have a sort of a community conscience yeah um hence how we've been able to flatten the curve uh, by staying at home and adhering to the guidelines yeah. um so maybe i mean i'm optimistic i think i think bands would by and large waive a fee i think um, yeah, I would if, imagine. They can, if they can i think they will they can um, i think it's it's we don't have the same um travel costs either than bands in the uk you know if you have <laughs> 80 pounds worth of petrol to go and play a gig and you're getting paid 40 pounds then you're already yeah. in the bed before you've started not counting yeah. the strings and all the other stuff that we all know costs 
yeah. a lot of money. So over here, we, we, we it's not going to other drugs and things. Yeah, a couple it's, of quid um, somewhere. I, I wonder how rusty all the bands will be after not practicing for so long as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very should, good we point. Do a, it'd be quite funny to do a gig where no one's allowed to practice until the day of the gig. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very, very messy. Just to, just to see a how lot good of people loose, are. Very loose drummers out there. Well, as yeah. we said earlier, everyone will be just chatting about how what yeah. they did on and anyway, so it won't matter. It'd just be a rust, bunch of rusty bands kind of jamming their way through the songs. <laughs> Which is what we do anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. <laughs> That's if bands survive as well. You know, I think there'll be quite a few bands as well that... Do you think there'll be bands that collapse as well? They've got used to sort of being able to be at home and having some time off. It's, 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 I, I don't know, I think people would be desperate to play, won't they? Yeah, yeah, I think it will. I think there, there there might be a demographic, like Greg said earlier, so people in their 50s are obviously in this high-risk group that he talked about. Maybe they won't actually make it through this pandemic at all. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of it like that. <laughs> I was more thinking of the 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 fact that they've been at home and enjoyed and enjoyed the couch a bit too much and when the idea of having to practice <laughs> but they've, they've become too fat to sit behind the drum kit yeah, that's enough of that I'll have a break <laughs> yeah, I'm exhausted now where's the Netflix <laughs> yeah. wow so has anyone um, has anyone uh, got any plans to do any music I know the, the Rex have just released their last single how's that gone it's been good it's been really good actually um we've had a really nice response from all of it um there's some more stuff there was talk of live streaming type stuff but it's, it's not really working out i think that um the there's releases coming out there's more stuff we managed to we managed to just record the other singles for the rest of the year just before going into quarantine which was really lucky so at least we have content that's there and it can be worked on and, and finished and mastered and stuff so we've got stuff um, for the rest of the year um, but um, it's just working on other on numerous different projects and and, and seeing where things will go really um, mm. a difficult one this year I think it's you know it's like we were saying earlier it's going to be so difficult to see what what happens and the way people are consuming stuff as well i think the first two weeks people really rushed to get onto the live stream and 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 not everyone was getting a huge response from it you know i follow other bands as well and, and see what their response has been and i think everyone was just so scared of this covid thing and was following that that they're only just trying to like they're relaxing at home and 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 discovering new stuff really so it will really pan out in the next few weeks and then we'll see mm -hmm. in the next few months how much impact has actually had really Mm. Uh, how about you Elliot how's um, how's the Brunt releases gone I know you've just you've done an album that you're releasing on, on vinyl yeah we just re released our album with uh, Magic Moustache um, and I think we're completely sold out of pre-orders oh not quite but we're almost okay. alright Greg knows more than I do the, the, no, on our band camp we've sold out on, on their website I think we've got a few more left We've got a few more. We've totally sold out of one of the editions. Okay, uh, yeah. 
the light Demire edition, which is the the lighter coloured vinyl, and we've got a few left of the other ones. But yes, it it went and it was a whirlwind. It went so fast. Yeah, so fast. It was really good. Just a shame we didn't release it on the right day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then other than that, I've been I've been doing a few bits of uh, recording and stuff at home and sending stuff between me and my brother and messing around with songs but it's difficult to find the motivation to really to do anything you know it's sort of sitting around all day it's 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 difficult to get your head in the creative mindset yeah especially when you i i find when i i jam and stuff and play with other people is when i'm most creative but if i'm if i'm sat by myself it's it's difficult to get in that headspace i feel like I don't think people should stress out about writing as well. I think there was quite a lot. There's been quite a lot of stress on on well, um, writers and stuff who suddenly have this time off, and you kind of feel obliged. And you're always talking about how, oh, if I just had more time to um, write and more time to do this, and all of a sudden you have this time, mm. and suddenly you feel like, oh, I, I've, I haven't written anything, or I haven't done a new song, or created something, and um, a lot of solo artists, especially people who are prolific writers and who play all the time, and and suddenly going, well, I haven't got anything. I can't write anything, or or I need a bit of time. And it's it's it should be okay, you know. It's okay to just relax and enjoy some time off, and and hopefully that writing will kick back in um, in a bit. But I think a lot of people have put themselves through so much stress because they suddenly have the time and they feel like they have to do something where. You know, you can you can just enjoy it, and, and the inspiration will come in a bit. But there's definitely some kind of stress going around. Mm-hmm. I know that Greg, you've you've also been spending the time um, polishing your instrument at, at home. Haven't we all? Good buff. <laughs> I saw some pictures that you uh, that you leaked uh, of it. Very shiny, and uh, it's it's, it's it's a work in process. It's it's quite difficult to get like materials. Can you can you well, explain what you're things. doing so that people just don't think you're masturbating at home the whole time? <laughs> I I had a double bass that Nathan managed to pick up for like it was in some pub basement, and he managed to pick it up for sort of twenty quid or something ridiculous, and it needs loads of work on it. But I've been meaning to do it for ages. And so after two weeks of watching Netflix and drinking wine, <laughs> I finally found the motivation. To you finally start. finished Netflix. Finally, I completed Netflix. <laughs> finished Netflix. And, and I decided to get working on it. And I, I should have done some more work this weekend, but um, I've been a little bit lazier. But I've sort of taken the double bass, taken it all apart. Um, and started cleaning it up, and then like all the pegs and everything. I mean, it was covered in like nicotine and, and just muck and all this stuff. Wait, that's where all the tone is held. That's where all the tone is held. Well, hopefully, it will keep it. But I'm sort of trying to take back, sand back the back as well. And I've just just managed to get hold of some. I've created, made my own stain as well. And I'm going to try and like in, draw on the back of the double bass and stain like a. Maybe a flower or a thistle or something. Are you staining it again with nicotine? And then re-oil the whole thing, make it look <laughs> nice and beautiful, and 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 hopefully in a, in um in a few months' time, when we're we're back on the gigging scene, it will be it will make an appearance with um 
with some other stuff I've been working on. Some of my solo Well, um, that's 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 all under the radar at the moment. But. <laughs> yeah, for God's sake, don't talk about that on some sort of podcast. Or, yeah, you know, don't talk about that album you've been working on. Maybe what? you could stain the uh-huh. back of your double bass with uh, a representation of the coronavirus. It could be. I mean, I, I've i been following the States of Guernsey and every time that they have that post with the circular coronavirus thing, I keep on thinking Tantau's album. Just advice. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was designed by someone not too far away from us yeah. right now. I mean, mm. I, I just preempted this whole thing. I thought it was called yeah. Just Add Virus. Yeah, <laughs> I'm dyslexic. You see, <laughs> so you're to blame. Yeah, it was my dyslexia. Good. <laughs> I, I was speaking to Moxie, drummer, who's going mad not being able to to drum at all um, in her house. But are you able to keep the drums going? Right. Me, um, yes, yes, I am able to. Uh, a, a bit like we were saying earlier, it's finding the motivation to do so. I've been um, because um, uh, uh, I share a house with someone who kind of works from home, so it's kind of it, even though it's an electronic drum kit, it still makes kind of an irritating noise. So it's kind of hard to kind of practice. I've been concentrating more, more on writing music on uh, the software that I've got and also mixing and, and mm. doing things like that and also badgering other people about doing artwork for me and things like this so uh, <laughs> that's what I've been doing plus I'm still I'm still going into work so it, it's uh, I, I leave the house each day and sort of to go to work and then come back again so uh, I don't have as much time but like Elliot I'm really missing actually just being with my buddies from the band and mm. You know, a band is as much about making music as it it is about a friendship group. So, uh, yeah, totally. It's great connecting like this on on devices, but it doesn't get away from the the face to face stuff. I'm I'm sure, as a lot of listeners will testify to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is amazing the fact that we can talk like this, but it isn't it isn't the same. No. It's not human beings need need human beings, don't we? I mean, we're successful as a species because we connect with people and we solve problems together. And um, it's a lot harder to pinch your beers across the table as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what uh, how we cope coming out of this. Hopefully, we'll be coming out of it soon. I mean, I think we talked about this as being a sort of a, our lockdown podcast with um and i guess there's an expectation there that that maybe there'll only be the one lockdown podcast but I, it could really be a reality that this isn't the first time that we find ourselves in this position that mm. there'll be a covid 21 or there'll be uh, another pandemic of some sort that means that we have to lock down again at some point so yeah I think it for the human species, we, we're so populated, it might be that we just have to keep doing this from time to time. And lock down with about, your bandmates. Yeah. Hey? Lock down with your bandmates and get an album done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They'll have special lockdown hotels and things. Lockdown <laughs> studios. Well, <laughs> everyone will have a studio by the end of this, to be fair. Yeah. Okay. That's true. That's true. 
Thank you, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, th- I think on that note we should um, wrap up. I, I, I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, it'd be, I, I just want to say it'd be nice to, if people are listening to this uh, and they want to write in or make a comment, I think that, you know, Guernsey Gigs is still alive and well and yeah, doing stuff, aren't absolutely. we? Absolutely. Um, yeah, and go go support the, the Upload Festival. I, I think maybe on the next one we should chat to the organisers of it and uh, yeah. see how it went for them and, and talk through like what other plans they might have. And we should give a shout out to um, Kaya Ashton as well. She's She's been doing loads of stuff on yep. the live stream side and, and, and helping to host all of that and stuff. So there's there's loads of, there are still loads of things going on. I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible really. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I second that. A big shout out to Kaya, not, not only for the, uh, for the live stream stuff but also she posts some pretty funny memes as well <laughs> she is the queen she, of the memes she, yeah she absolutely brings uh, a little ray of sunshine in, into my life with uh, that stuff it's really good <laughs> really good it's been nice chatting to you guys yeah you too oh. it's been Take lovely care. catch up it's been too long <laughs> yeah well let's try and do this again soon yeah. Like, like Celia, I think I think actually trying to get them connected. Now we've got all the technology worked out. Let's yeah. try and get somebody else on there. Yeah? Tune them in. We shall. Yeah. Yeah. For our what's it called? Our lock cast. Lock. Lock cast. Mm. Yeah, we we can we can we workshop can that. Them. You can workshop <laughs> it. <laughs> if anyone out there has a better better name for this, then please send it in. <laughs> please. Please, are you out there, people? Talk to us. <laughs> Somebody. Hello. <laughs> oh, by the way, my, my last gig that I saw oh, was, yeah, you never said. Um, was uh, well, playing it was with Yaz, who's Yasin and Pip Orchard, uh, up, upstairs at the um, Golden Lion. The birthday bash. Of Grace's and Elliot's birthday bash, which was great fun. And my last gig that I saw was the skyscrapers at the sound festival who were just absolutely brilliant. Oh yeah. You see that? Yeah. I can't believe I forgot that. That actually was amazing. Yeah. I did. I was actually able to, to concentrate on it and really give it my, my full attention, which is probably more than Barney did playing the drums. I think he was a bit distracted. (laughs) (laughs) It was really cool. That room was full as well. It was like everyone like, what is this thing? Skyscrapers? No one's heard of like quite high up on the bill. And oh, oh, shall I tell you something quite funny about that? So, so they finished, yeah, and there was a really good positive buzz in the room because everyone in Guernsey likes a new thing, and certainly skyscrapers were really new and energetic and loads of fun. So, um, stretchy Mark Hellier was doing the lights, and I ran back to him after it and said, How about them for the peace tent? How about them for chaos peace tent? He said, absolutely. I said, shall I go and ask them if they'll play? And he said, no, go and tell them that they are playing. (laughs) (laughs) So I went to go and tell Barney and told him that he was playing. So hopefully Chaos will be on in June. Really hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Fingers crossed. All right. Cheers, guys. All right. Take care. Take care.